Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the delayed episode of the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, starting 10 minutes late because of some technical issues, which thankfully we appear to have solved. Uh, if all else fails, restart the PC. Turn it off and back on again. Uh, thank you for Resident SD for suggesting that. Um, yeah, I hope everyone who is experiencing the current heatwave is coping okay. Um, I was feeling a bit unwell uh, yesterday. Uh, and I usually use a hot water bottle to help, which not terribly practical when it's 35 degrees Celsius. But, you know, it's a bit cooler today, so um, here we go. So we've talked about many arcade systems here on Radio Sega, and we've talked about a few Sega projects involving theme parks. But I don't think we've talked about this one. And Dora's saying their cat has melted. Oh, poor Hugo. Uh, is also saying that they are a puddle. Well. So I'm usually okay in the heat. It's just, um... When I can't use my pain relief. It's a bit of a problem. So, yeah. Speaking of hot places. In Florida, there was a place which housed the largest array of Sega's games, both arcade and home console. And that place was known as Innoventions, a technical showcase that was found in Disney World's Epcot Center. Um, Resident SD saying, I don't know why the server at the other end not switching its input would be solved by a PC restart on the host end, but that's two for two for it now. Because apparently the same thing happened to Resident SD a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, Altacast was not connecting to the Radio Sega server. Th that was fixed by me restarting my PC, which makes absolutely no sense, but the Radio Sega server is kind of held together with elastic bands. Anyway, opened in 1994, Sega of America filled out a 10,000 square foot exhibition space with over 150 Mega Drive, well, Genesis, Sega CD and Game Gear games along with a selection of arcade games and home entertainment technology. The exhibition space was split into five different environments. Action Adventure, Sports, Family and Kids, Future and Arcade. At the time of its opening, Interventions hosted two of Sega's newest arcade games known as Virtual Formula and the AS1 Arcade module. Uh, the Virtual Formula arcade unit was effectively the same as Virtual Racing, although there were a number of cosmetic changes which set it apart from its predecessor, including a different attract mode and title cards, which took advantage of the linking of multiple units together, each of which boasted a massive 70-inch screen. Now, this was 1994, so surely at that point they had to have been CRTs? Can you imagine how massive a 70-inch CRT would have been? Bro mind equals blown. 
<laughs> don't say Sonic CD noise. Future. Ah. Virtual Formula also had the players sit in replicas of F1 cars, which had adjustable seats and were hydraulically actuated, which means the car would move as you drove around in your in-game car. Sounds pretty cool, actually. Uh, some people on the Discord are saying that the, the hamsters that power the Radio Sega server must have slowed down. It's probably the heat. You probably need to give them some more water. And Resident ST saying, I remember trying to carry a 19-inch CRT. That was painful enough. Yeah, my, my brain just can't wrap around. I mean, my flat-screen TV is 50-inch, and that's massive. So, I don't know. Let's have some music. Uh, so, from uh, Virtual Racing Deluxe, we have Replay. And from Virtual Racing, we've got the ending theme. So enjoy those, and I'll speak to you after this music break.
And we are back! And that was uh, Virtual Racing Deluxe Replay, and before that from Virtual Racing Ending Theme. Um, I said them the wrong way around when I announced them. Whoopsie. Anyway, uh, still talking about Virtual Formula. Uh, there was in fact a separate screen which was for spectators that showed the race in progress. And it even had a 3D model called Vert McPolygon. Okay then who would provide commentary as the race played out. Sadly though, Vert wasn't voiced, so all commentary was in text format. Uh, where's my Discord gone? There it is. Uh, I'm going to take a closer look at the AS1. Uh, this is an arcade system that I think I have mentioned in a previous episode, but I'm going to go over it again in case I am wrong. The AS1 is a motion simulator which was designed by Sega's AM5 Vision back as early as 1989 when AM5 was first formed. During its lifetime there were only three games or simulations that Sega created that you could experience. The first of which was called Muggo. Now I want to give a massive thanks uh, to Electric Boogaloo for helping me and Grey4 track down more details on this one because we were completely stuck. Um, Muggo, or Muggo's Revenge, as it appears to be better known, was a short movie by the late Douglas Trumbull, who is better known for his pioneering special effects methods used in the scenes of many famous films such as 2001 A Space Odyssey, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Star Trek The Motion Picture. Uh, he's a big deal, and um... Yeah, Electro Boogaloo actually gave us the name uh, Muggo's Revenge, which we were then able to track down a bit for more information about this thing. Because trying to just search for Muggo turned up this, like, travel mug which keeps your drink warm, which wasn't hugely helpful. <sighs> so let's have some music then. Uh, yeah, Douglas Trumbull also worked on Blade Runner. He worked on a lot of like really amazing special effects um, for various films. Absolutely stunning work. Uh, yeah, Muggles' Revenge is weirdly dark, so I'll talk about that in a minute. But first, let's have a bit, a bit, a bit of light-hearted music first to soften the blow a little. Uh, so from World of Illusion, we've got Giant's World, that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then after that we have, uh, from the Mega Drive version of Aladdin, we have uh, Gloomy Tune, uh, aka the Cave of Wonders music, and that was requested by Dolan. So enjoy, and I'll speak to you after this music break to talk a bit more about Muggo's Revenge on the AS1.
the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace. And we are back. And that was Aladdin on the Mega Drive gloomy tune, aka the Cave of Wonders theme, requested by Doan. And before that, we had from World of Illusion, Giant's World, requested by Electric Boogaloo. So then, Muggo or Muggo's Revenge. This film sees Muggo, who is depicted as an unkempt alien pig creature, uh, is first of all seen firing on a rat-shaped spacecraft from his own ship, only to be shot down himself by another rat ship that flanks him sending him careening into a nearby planet. We then see him avoiding various planet-side defences as he makes his way back into space, only to find himself surrounded by a larger number of these rat ships. Mogo then turns to the audience, salutes, closes the door to the cockpit. And we are then shown his ship flying into the centre of the rat blockade, and we watch helplessly as his ship is destroyed by a barrage of missiles from the rat ships. Wow. That's... That, is it me or is that a little bit dark for something which you would probably take your children to see? Anyone else? Or is it just me? Anyway, moving swiftly on. Uh, next we have Scramble Training, which featured Michael Jackson, part of his apparent long-running uh, association with Sega. Let's not get into that right now, though. Michael Jackson is your flight trainer as you're taken into space and have to work together with your fellow passengers to shoot down enemy spacecraft and obstacles before they fall down to Earth. Once this section is completed, one of your group is promoted to Captain, based upon your individual performance. They are then responsible for landing the ship back on Earth, the outcome of which may be different depending on how successful your captain was in getting you back on solid ground. <laughs> so Greyforce saying about Muggo's Revenge, it's like, you know, for kids. <sighs> I don't know, I mean... On the other hand, there's been pretty dark children's media before. Uh, those of you who are in, from the UK and above a certain age will remember the animals of Farthingwood. Uh, so there's that. And there's some pretty dark stuff in some Disney shows and films. So, not entirely out of character, I guess. <laughs> anyway, let's have some uh, more music. Oh, Electric Boogaloo's mentioned that um, Douglas Trumbull also co-directed another uh, cinematic ride, uh, the Back to the Future ride, uh, which I, that was at Universal Studios, if I remember correctly. 
Um, I don't think it's there anymore, which makes me very sad, because I'd, I'd like to have experienced that. Not that I'm likely to get to America anytime soon. Let's have some more music then. Uh, so another couple of requests uh, we've got from Castle of Illusion. We've got Toyland, that was requested by Pocket Aleri. And then from Deep Duck Trouble, we have Ice Cavern, that was again requested by Electric Boogaloo, who I would again like to thank for the assistance with researching parts of this episode. So enjoy that music, and I'll be back after this musical break to talk about Megapolis Tokyo City Battle. Sega playing the best Sega music 24 7.
are back. Sorry about that, I got distracted. Um, so that was, where were we? Uh, Ice Cavern from Deep Duck Trouble. Uh, before that we had Toyland from Castle of Illusion. Uh, Ice Cavern requested by Electric Boogaloo and Toyland requested by Pocket Larry. Uh, lastly, we have Megalopolis Tokyo City Battle. Where you're part of the futuristic Tokyo police force in the year 2154, and you're tasked with recapturing a dangerous eco-terrorist who has escaped while in transit to a maximum security prison, the aforementioned Megalopolis. You'll be flying through the neon cityscape as you track him down, weaving your way around tiring, towering skyscrapers, making tight turns through the lower commercial areas, and even working your way underground tunnels, all in the hopes of capturing him before you can wreak destruction on the city. This simulation is sadly one of the less interactive ones, and you'll just be following the film as it plays out. Does anyone know if this was at Sega World when it was at the Trocadero? Because this is triggering a vague memory of the only time I ever went to Sega World. Hmm. Further research required, I think. One interesting bit of trivia about um, Megapolis Tokyo City Battle is that it was Tetsuya Mizuguchi's first project with Sega. Those of you unfamiliar with the name will recognise some of his later works, including Space Channel 5 and Res. Which gives me a great excuse to play some music from Space Channel 5 and Res, frankly. And Multiclass Geek is realising that they should have requested, uh, he should have requested Quackshot. Yes, you did. Uh, Multikoski said, I don't they don't remember it at Sega World. Maybe it was something similar, because it's, it's triggering some very vague memories, but I only went once and it was a very long time ago. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe I'm misremembering. So let's have some more music then. Uh, so it's from Space Channel 5, we've got Evila, uh, Attack of the Perfect Reporter, and then we've got from Res, Area 2 and Mars, and it's the Radio Sega as it edits, so it won't go on for 600 years. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy those, and I'll speak to you after this music break to talk a bit about uh, something that never actually made it to the exhibition and uh, is still unreleased. So enjoy, and I'll speak to you after this.
And we are back! And that was, where were we? Uh, Res 2, er, uh, sorry, Res Area 2 and Mars, uh, Radio Sega edit version. And then from Space Channel 5, Evil Earth, Attack of the Perfect Reporter. <laughs> Two pretty different styles of music there. Um, I put a little gif of uh, Morgana dancing from the uh, Persona, 5, Persona 5 dancing game and it did actually look like they were dancing to the red music, res music, which is pretty entertaining. Doan <laughs> uh, no saying that Kitty Blob has a rival. Don't worry, Kitty Blob will have their time to shine in just a bit. Worry not. So. As I mentioned previously, during the time at Interventions, Sega were known for showing off some of their latest games, including Sonic 3 and Knuckles, Aladdin, Vector Man 2, and one game which never actually made it uh, to full production, and that was the unreleased X-Women, The Sinister Virus. This planned spiritual sequel to X-Men 2 Clone Wars would have seen you playing as either Rogue, Storm, or Jean Grey, as they look for a pure sample of the Sinister Virus, created by none other than Mr. Sinister, which has rendered all male mutants incapacitated. And that would have been awesome, because Storm is amazing. Uh, she is my favourite. Uh, this game was in development by Clockwork Tortoise, who some of you may know for being the creators of the visually stunning, but very unforgiving game, The Adventures of Batman and Robin. This followed a similar playstyle to the aforementioned Batman game, X-Women would have been a side-scrolling action game which took advantage of each mutant's capability of flying, adding extra dimension in navigating the level. Sadly, due to issues within Clockwork Tortoise, the, game, uh, the company closed shop before the game could be finished, and while all the art and music for the game has been completed, there weren't any full levels, and it was apparently coded in assembly language. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so there wasn't anyone available to finish the job. Um, for those of you who don't know, assembly is a very low-level language. It's very close to the hardware. So, unless it is very, very carefully documented and uh, commented, anyone who hasn't already worked on it is going to be kind of fumbling around in the dark. So it's no real surprise that it couldn't be handed over to another company to finish, to complete the work. What also didn't help was that it was being set for a 1996 release, meaning it was going up against Sega's newest console, the Sega Saturn. Uh, Twinnies actually posted some uh, video of uh, X-Women the Sinister Virus, uh, the, pro the promo video for uh, what this was going to be like. It's pretty disappointing because as I said, I, I really like Storm, so playing as her or Rogue, uh, maybe Jean Grey, uh, would have been pretty awesome. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to cheat a bit for this music block because uh, I am going to have something from X-Men 2 The Clone Wars. Uh, the Temple Boss music, uh, that would be the Apocalypse Boss music. And then, um, because it's actually just a really good track, um, I'm going to have something from Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge. And this is, uh, that was the tune for Gambit. Not Sega, but great song. So enjoy that, and I'll be back after this music break for the Chiptune Corner.
Hi, I'm Resident SD, host of Lay and Live. And when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than the Hidden Palace on Radio Sega.
And that was Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge. Uh, that was a track called Gambit. And before that we had from X-Men 2 Clone Wars, Temple Boss, Apocalypse. Now, into the chiptune corner. Uh, I first discovered this band when I was working at an industrial metal festival in my hometown, which is called Resistance, or Tans to fans. Uh, people who are into industrial metal will probably know the one I'm referring to. Uh, this band blend chiptune with industrial metal and electronic body music, or EBM. They are based in Boston, and one of the they have a bunch of side projects, including the pretty well-known metal band Angel Spit. Uh, the band released their first EP in 2006, and have been getting steadily more popular since then. Uh, while they are not to everyone's taste, I encourage you all to check them out and make up your own mind. You can find them at their official website, which is www.thegothsicles.com. Uh, or you can find them on Twitter, where their handle is at thegothsicles. So this is Ultra Sweaty uh, by The Gothsicles. Uh, have a listen. Um, I think uh, Kitty Blob is going to get a workout for this one. Let me know what you think, and I'll be back after this to close out the show. Keep the rhythm steady We get out the sweaty We got a 
Kitty Blob would get a workout. So that was uh, the Gothicals Ultra Sweaty. Uh, if you like that, I suggest you check out their website and see what other stuff they have to offer. Um, they've done a whole range of stuff uh, in kind of. They did an entire song which is about uh, hockey on the NES. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, but yeah, I, I quite enjoy that track of theirs. Um, I quite enjoy the one about hockey as well. It's very silly. Anyway, thank you everybody for tuning in today. Uh, especially those who managed to follow me over from to Sunday from yesterday. I am not going to be around next week as I am going to be at Kitacon in Coventry here in the UK. I'll be performing a DJ set on Saturday night from 9pm until 10.30pm. So if you are also going to Kitacon, be sure to come and say hello. It would be nice to meet some of you. However, do be sure to tune in tomorrow evening as the Sega guys are returning to the Guest Nights block starting from 6pm UK time. Uh, this show will air every other Monday from there on after and Radio Sega will be the exclusive home for premieres and podcasts from the Sega guys. So we've got one last track to go out on. Um, Resident SD saying good luck with the DJ set. Uh, thanks, thanks Resident SD. I haven't done a DJ set since pre-pandemic, so I'm a little bit nervous. Um, so if you do see me at Kitacon, please say hi and give me some encouragement. Request some tracks if you want and I'll see about adding them to the set. Uh, I'm going to be very cheeky because we've been talking about um, Disney and there's a certain game series that involves Disney that I'm rather fond of. So, uh, we have from Kingdom Hearts 2 Sanctuary, which is going to be the last track I'm going to play tonight. I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace, here on Radio Sega. Take care everybody, and good night.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.